Ugh. What did I do to deserve this? I always try to stay out of trouble, not make waves. But did that help me? No, sir. Not one lick. All right, all right. I know what you're thinking. Gruffer, no one's forcing you to be here. It's a job. You can quit whenever you like. Why stick around and complain about it when you don't have to? Well, I'll tell you. A man's got to eat. Ain't much call for bards or lutes these days, what with cultists spreading plagues left and right. So when a bunch of nutty adventurers come calling, willing to pay you four gold pieces a day, a day, you don't start acting all high and mighty. Of course, that was before those same adventurers decided to pick a fight with the natural border of things and piss off everyone they met. Now, Copperton, it's never been a place anyone would call nice. It's sort it's it's sort of the place where things get done, good or bad. The less you pay attention, the easier it is to get along. Thing is, this doesn't this lot they don't really care much for getting along. It's one of the things I hate about adventurers. They stroll in, thinking they know best, make a mess of things, and then leave without having to deal with any of the consequences. Bunch of wankers. So when they hear about from the first mate that child slavery is a thing in Copperton, well, I knew it was all downhill from there. See, the paladin, he at least knows how things work. He understands that things are the way they are for a reason, and sometimes a sword just isn't good enough to change things. Kind of surprised me, actually. He's not as dumb as I thought. Still not terribly bright, though, but it turns out he's got some wits about him. Better than that angry she-elf, anyway. Now let me tell you something. Come close now. I don't want them overhearing this. But that she-elf, Vachette, I think she's all wrong in the head. She should be in one of them loony houses, you know, far away from regular folk like you and me. Society would be a right safer place if that happened. Anyway, so we pull into port, got, pay, got paid for the herd of goblins we slaughtered back at the barn, then split up to learn more about these cultists. Being the sharp fellow that I am, I stuck with the paladin and the dragon, much less likely to die from rampant stupidity than if I tag along with the elves. Meanwhile, the crazy she-elf and druid they decided it'd be a bright idea to take on an entire warehouse of slavers. Just like that. All by themselves. Naturally, it didn't take them long to discover that slavers are the last people you mess with in this town. A couple, couple fireballs greeted them when they kicked in the door. Uh, poor Moonstar nearly turned into a smear on the ground. Uh, Vachette, you know, she was smart, at least smart enough to turn tail and run for help after getting nuked. Now by this point... You know, the rest of us, we'd found, you know, we'd found out some interesting things from a scribe, a textile lady, a cooper, and a city worker who wasn't above bending the rules for a little gold. It was a very productive day, all, all things considered. The best part? We didn't have to kill anyone. What a novel concept. So we're relaxing at the Wilted Rose, a fine establishment if I say so myself, when Vachette bursts in, all sweaty and burnt on account of the fireball, Words just start stumbling out of her as she explains the mess she's managed to get it, get poor Moonstar into. And then what does she do? She says they should trade me for him, as if I were a piece of property. I still don't know why I'm with with these guys. 
Now, fortunately, Cecil the Paladin, he's able to talk some sense into her, and he says, you know, that he'll do the, the talking and negotiating with the slavers. He's a knight, he's got shiny armor, much more reputable than, uh, you know, a half-naked monk lady. So we huff it down to the warehouse where, you know, he starts talking with the slavers, and, you know, I'm across the street, hanging back, not trying to make a, make a scene or anything, and apparently Cecil is quite the wordsmith because, you know, he's able to negotiate Moonstar's release. It costs him a, quite a bit, a good thousand gold pieces, but he can't really put a price on the life, now can you? So the next day, after getting, getting rested, we go back to that scribe to get some more information about the cultist who sent out the goblins to, uh, to, to Port, Port Azurith. Turns out, turns out the scribe actually works for Sigmund Veritas. Never heard of him myself, but apparently he's some sort of mastermind who lives in Renault Keep. I guess the job had taken the the group had taken a job from him back there, but honestly, this guy seems like a bit of a tightwad, seeing as how he stiffs them in all on payment. Anyway, apparently this cultist problem is bigger than we all thought. Sounds like a bunch of these cultist groups have are starting to working together now, and they're spreading plagues all over the place. No one's really quite sure how many, but it seems like the the Wantees are leading the charge here, organizing things, making everyone play nice, that sort of stuff. So we decide to head over to the west side of town, and we track down the cultists there, and settle into a little interrogation of them. He pretty much starts talking immediately. Names, addresses, plans. Personally, I think he just wanted to brag about everything he'd done, and he didn't have an audience. As a musician, I can relate. It turns out that the cultists, they'd been building an altar of some sort north of town. I guess something about opening a portal to hell? I'm not really sure, since the she-elf kept hitting him the whole time. Now, by the time we finished talking with him, uh, you know, me, the paladin, we decided to step out for a moment and let, let Vachette and the dragon do, well, whatever they wanted to to the poor nut job. Based on what we heard through the walls, it, it didn't sound pretty. After that, we got back together with the scribe and planned the next move. Uh, no one really liked the idea of a hell portal opening up nearby. So we decided that the best thing we could do was ambush the, the cultist wagon that would be heading out in the morning with some more pieces of the, of the altar. And the next day, you know, we, we're hanging out on the side of the road with our fake busted wagon for hours, it seemed like. You know, we had a lot of very nice people ask, for help, you know, ask if they could help, but, you know, we were able to come up with excuses and wave them all on. But, you know, finally, a few hours pass. We see a wagon trudging up the hill with uh, some guards and cultists, and we thought, yep, these are our guys. Now, Vachette, she is able to, you know, flirt a little bit and get three of the guards to help out with our broken wagon. And as soon as their backs returned, she immediately started punching them. And that's when things kind of became a mess. I mean, usually, like, I got a pretty good eye. You know, I'm not a fighter, but, you know, I know how to keep track of things. Uh, but a bunch of stuff all happened all at once. Uh, you know, the, the, that one druid, Moonstar. Next thing I know, he's waving his hands in front of him. He sums up a bunch of bears out of nowhere again, and they all just start trying to eat people. Who does that? The next thing I know, a fireball appeared out of nowhere and just came down, crashed down on Moonstar and everybody else. I gotta tell you, I think that poor 
elf. I think he, I think he must have an allergy or something or something that attracts fireballs to him. And then the next thing I know, the heaviest sleet I've ever seen starts coming coming down. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 no good here. So you know, I duck under the the wagon just to leave the rest of it to them. I mean, they're the they're the adventurers, not me. It took a few minutes, you know, lots of grunting, lots of uh, bleeding that happened, but you know the the sleet stopped. I could see see around me again, and well, there were a lot of dead bodies, which tends to follow these adventurers quite a bit. Come to think of it. Oh, and uh, Moonstar, he was des- de- definitely on the crispy side. I, I think he might have a condition. And after that, well, we found uh, found some stonework in the closest wagon. It looked exactly like the stuff that w- goes into one of their altars. And it's a good thing, too, because it really would put us in a jam if we killed the wrong folks. Anyway, thanks for listening. You know, just had to... Had to unwind a little bit while everybody else is resting up for the big fight uh, up north. And knowing my luck, the these stupid idiots are going to try to start a fight in the middle of the night. They're all going to be blind as bats. <sighs> well, at least I can hide under the wagon.